0: Welcome to Atari Bites, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 107. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. It's Olympics time. Yay! And what's more, I'm recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, which means, you know, it's all sports all the time. Woo! Uh, okay. I'm not that excited, actually. I'm actually a little down because uh, you know, to be totally honest with you, somebody once said the unexamined life isn't worth living, or something. The or something is my part because I think that's how the quote went. But I'm not entirely sure. It's something like that. I am, um, let's say solidly in my 40s. This morning, I'm recording this on Sunday morning, uh, Super Bowl day, as I said. I am wearing a sexy, sexy outfit. I have Superman sweatpants. And a Pac-Man t-shirt. I just ate a Pop-Tart. No, I'm lying. I had two Pop-Tarts. For lunch, I'm probably going to have leftover pizza from yesterday. And for dinner, most likely I will have a bowl full of melted cheese. Uh, As I said, it's Super Bowl Sunday. I have apparently given up on an adult life. Oh, in in between, I'm playing video games. Uh, and also, at some point today, I'm going to be talking on another podcast about Charlie Brown. So, um, if I didn't have a job that I go to during the week where I wear a tie and stuff, I would pretty much be just a, an, a, you know, an overaged adolescent. So, you know, once in a while, it's okay not to examine your life too closely. That's my public service announcement for today. I uh, hope all of you are doing well. Not a lot of news this week. There's been a lot of stuff lately in the gaming community about allegations of sexual misconduct, particularly the Nolan Bushnell thing that happened with... He was supposed to get an award, and then they took the award away because there were some allegations raised uh, from back in the day at Atari in the 70s and 80s of uh, improper behavior. I'm not going to say a whole lot about that. A lot has been said. I think... The Bushnell example, uh, in particular, he handled it relatively well by putting out a statement saying he was totally cool with not getting the award. He understood what was going on. He his quote his his apology was a little bit of a non-apology. It was kind of along the lines of, "If anyone was upset by what I did, I'm sorry," as opposed to saying, "I'm sorry for what I did." Maybe he is really sorry for what he did. I don't know. It does sound like I wasn't, I wasn't there in the 70s. None of us were, of course. So we don't know exactly what was going on. But, you know, from all sorts of stories, not just about him, that we've heard about the Atari culture in those days, it's pretty possible, it's pretty plausible that uh, it was not necessarily a good environment for women for lots of reasons. So I don't see anything wrong with people acknowledging now that they probably didn't behave so well in the past. Does that mean he shouldn't have gotten his award? Uh, I don't know. I guess that's not really for me to decide. I think it is a positive thing overall for the culture, not just gaming culture and Atari culture, but for society in general, that we are coming to terms with some of the darker aspects of culture. So, where this all goes, uh, where this all leads, I don't know. I know that I'm middle-aged, White dude who probably doesn't have a whole lot of say in how other groups, women and minorities and things, have been treated. So uh, I'm just going to say I think it's good that everybody understands that people are capable of really bad behavior and moving past that. So there, I rambled a whole long time about that, and I'll just kind of leave it there. Oh, I mentioned uh, at the top of the show that I was bummed about a couple of things. One being my own uh, arrested development. The other being, I still don't know if the Earth is flat. Mad Mike Hughes was supposed to launch, as I'm recording this, he was supposed to launch yesterday, February 3rd, in his homemade rocket. And it was going to be aired live on some internet network. But, as I'm recording today, it hasn't happened. Route 66 news... I think that's what the site was called. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, Route 66 News is reporting that technical difficulties delayed the launch. They have a photo from a few days ago when the rocket was being loaded up to uh, go to the launch site. Hughes apparently speculated that a seal problem prevented the steam-powered rocket from launching. But uh, at the time, you know, as of yesterday, he didn't know exactly what was causing it. Mad Mike himself has been pretty quiet. Uh, his Facebook page hasn't been updated for several days. Apparently some people at the scene yesterday were speculating that maybe he'd take another shot at it during the uh, Super Bowl today. You know, it's still early on Sunday for me, so no idea about that. But there's no, at this point, no official launch date set. So yeah, so I'm sorry, folks, but I can't tell you as of right now whether the Earth is flat. Uh, All I'd say is don't take any long trips, I guess. Or if you do, beware of dragons. What else? Uh, The X-Files are still uh, rolling along. As I record this, I've seen, I think, five of the ten episodes. Uh, There'll be one more airing this week, of course, so you'll you'll be on episode six by the time you hear this. I'm liking it. It's getting better as the season goes on. Ghoulie didn't do a whole lot for me, honestly. I think it had some problems. It was important to the sort of rambling, um, many-headed beast that the mythology arc has become. But I, I, there were some problems, I think, with the episode. I didn't like it as much as the previous couple that I had seen. But I still enjoyed it. I still feel good about the season. It does feel more and more as the season goes, goes on that there's not going to be any more X-Files, which we kind of knew anyway. Jillian Anderson has already said definitely not doing any more. And without her, it seems like that's pretty much it for the show. So there you go. There's my mini X-Files review. Let's get on to this week's game. This week's game is a leap into the future. What's that I hear? That's right. We're flying into the future to play an Atari 7800 game. This week's game is... In 1986, we also introduced the next generation of video game systems, the new 7800, and it was an immediate smash hit. Early in 87, new super game titles like one-on-one basketball, Winter Games, and Sky Fox will be released to take advantage of the 7800's great graphics, flight-like animation, and superb sound effects there will be other hot new titles from such top software companies as Activision, Electronic Arts, Broderbund, and Epix. And at under $100, the 7800 is one of the best home entertainment values in the world. That's why we're telling millions of consumers that Atari has reinvented the video game. Atari 7800 Winter Games from Epix 1985. Um... We're doing this, of course, in honor of the Olympic Games that are going on right now, or will be soon. So, Winter Games came out in '85. It was anticipating the uh, 1988 Games in Calgary because it tells you that you are having your moment of truth at the 88 Winter Games at Calgary, Alberta, Canada. You're about to move across snow and ice with as much speed, strength, endurance, and grace as you can muster in the blustery cold. This is the winter portion of the world's foremost amateur sports competition. You'll match your skills against the top athletes. Be proud. Today you stand among the elite few whose courage and stamina will be tested by these Winter Games. Listen, a fanfare of trumpets sounds as thousands of white doves are released, symbolically to fly the countries of the world with the message of peace and the news that the Winter Games have begun. This is it. Your chance to go for the gold. So, Winter Games has a series of athletic contests for up to eight players. You can compete in four challenging winter events: biathlon, which they helpfully tell you is cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. When they have to put in the instruction manual for the game, what biathlon is? Maybe that's another indicator that biathlon really shouldn't be an Olympic sport. If any of you are out there are biathletes, please don't get mad at me. Uh, in fact, go ahead and write to me and tell me why you think biathlon should be in the Olympics. And why, for example, bowling should not, huh? Everybody loves bowling, but bowling's not in the Olympics. What's the deal? Anyway, what was I talking about? There are practice levels and game levels. Winter games provides judges, keeps scores, and awards medals to the winners. Gold for the first, silver for the second, and the bronze for the third. Get ready to give it your best, and remember the motto of Ancient Greek Athletes, which I will now read to you in Ancient Greek. Citius, Altius, Fortius. I'm not really sure that's authentic ancient Greek. If there are any ancient Greeks listening, I'm terribly sorry. Not that you're listening. Uh, I'm terribly sorry for butchering your language. We're told that that means faster, higher, stronger, which I'm also pretty sure was the motto of the $6 million man. So apparently, uh, the left controller is for player one. The right controller is for any additional players. As we were told, you can have up to eight people playing. So when you start the game up, the opening ceremony, sorry, a spectacular opening ceremony welcomes you to the Olympic Games. An athlete bearing the flaming torch mounts the steps to light the sacred fire that burns night and day throughout the Winter Games. Winter white doves are released over the stadium to symbolize peace on Earth. You have various setup things you need to do. You can tell it that you want to compete in all four events, biathlon, speed skating, ski jump, and bobsled, or you can pick an event that you want to participate in. Then you get a chance to enter your name using the joystick. You can enter what country you're playing for, and you do that for each person who's playing. You have the option, as I said, to compete in all the events, or you can compete in some events, or you can compete in just one event. And you also have the option to practice uh, one event. After each event, the names, countries, and scores of all competitors are listed in the order they are placed. The name of the gold medal winner appears at the top of the screen. To restart winner games at any time, press reset. They give you some instructions for each game, biathlon, uh, race over a cross-country track on skis with a 22 caliber rifle slung over your shoulder. You have only a few cartridges to fire at the required targets, so steady your sights and develop an eagle eye before you fire away. Move your joystick left and right to move your skier's legs and steady rhythmic kicks and glides. Uh, believe me, it's not that smooth. On level ground, keep up a steady pace, moving your joystick back and forth. For uphill terrain, move the joystick faster to increase speed. Downhill stretches go fastest if you use the double pull technique. Pull the joystick down when the skier's hands are in front to get the maximum push along the, or down the scope. Slope. Shooting. You are issued five cartridges to shoot at five targets, and every miss is a five-second penalty. The gun must be loaded and the shell ejected after each shot. Pull the joystick back to open the gun chamber. Push the joystick forward to load the shell. Push the fire button to shoot. Repeat for the next shot. The skier's heart rate affects your accuracy, so cool down and take careful aim before you fire. The winner or high score is the skier with the fastest total time. In speed skating, you can move 30 miles per hour much faster than athletic track runners. In fact, speed skating champions are the fastest self-propelled human beings on level earth. I'm guessing a speed skater wrote this section of the manual. In speed skating, two racers skate side by side in separate lanes as fast as they can go. When press your button appears at the bottom of the screen the player whose name appears must press the joystick fire button this begins the countdown when the countdown reaches go begin skating by moving the joystick to the left and right to move your skier's legs the trick is to make the skaters to move your skaters legs the trick is to make the skaters legs move back and forth as in real skating continue skating by moving the joystick back and forth in rhythmic strokes to move your racer's legs Build your natural skating rhythm faster to get up to speed and go for it! Exclamation point. The skater with the fastest time wins. When the race is over, press the fire button to begin the next event. In Ski Jump, every gust of wind chills your body as you look down from the top of the jump tower to the runway below. The judges and spectators look like insects from this height. Go! Your coiled body launches forward and suddenly you're into another world. You crouch down low in a tucked position to accumulate as much speed as possible. At the takeoff, you leap out, push up, and lean forward over the edge of your skis to reduce wind resistance and increase the length of your jump. You press the fire button to begin your approach. When you reach the takeoff point, you press the fire button again. And in the air, while you're in the air, they give you a little thing up at the top, upper right-hand corner of the screen, showing you what you look like as you jump, and you can correct your faults. If your knees are bent, move your joystick up to correct. If you're too far forward, move the joystick left. If you're too far back, move the joystick right. If your skis are crossed, move the joystick down. If you don't correct your faults in time, your ski jumper's wild antics will cause wind resistance and lose style points. Ski jump scores are based on distance and form. Distance is based on the timing of the takeoff and the aerodynamics of the jumper in the air. Style... Uh, you'll get more points if you recover quickly from faults and don't fall. I fell a lot of times when I was jumping. I've got to admit, though, it's kind of fun. I, of the four events, this is one of the ones I like best, uh, quite frankly. Maximum uh, score is tallied by multiplying your distance and style points. A respectable ski jump score would be a flight of 60 meters and 20 style points for a total of 200 points. Yeah, I didn't get that. In the bobsled... Prepare to careen down a track of solid ice. While you crouch in a precision-built machine of steel and aluminum, you'll fly around, hair-raising turns, then plummet down the bumpy straightaways at speeds exceeding 90 miles per hour. Take that, speed skaters. Press the fire button to begin the race. Move the joystick left and right to guide your sled. Hint. Steer hard. To avoid capsizing at the turns, try to anticipate the pull of centrifugal forces and steer harder in the opposite direction. Okay. So earlier they defined biathlon for the reader, but not centrifugal. Interesting. Watch your speed. The power bar at the bottom of the screen shows how fast you're going. The faster you go, the harder you have to steer to keep plummeting toward the finish. I'm not sure that's the word I'd use there. Anyway, learn the course. An intimate knowledge of the course is important, so you learn the best position to take each corner. The winning bobsled score is based on the fastest time through the tracks. When the countdown reaches, go begin skating by moving the joystick to the left or right to move your... Sk- oh. Yeah, this is weird. Sorry. Uh, strike all of that. Because my copy of the manual gives me... repeats the instructions for the ski jump. And that was actually more instructions for speed skating that I was just reading. And then it repeats the bobsled instructions. And then it goes on to more stuff. Uh, it's kind of like the movie uh, Groundhog Day. I uh, just had Groundhog Day. Six more weeks away. Uh, winter, friends. So the last page of the manual tells us that the first Winter Games were held at Charmaine, France, in 1924 when when they were accepted as a celebration comparable to the Summer Games and given the official blessing of the International Olympic Committee. Since then, the Winter Games have been held at the following locations. I won't read all of them, but basically we had France, Switzerland, New York, Germany, Switzerland, again, Norway, Italy... California, Austria, France, again. Uh, Japan, Austria, again. Uh, New York, again. Czechoslovakia and Ontario. uh, Which hadn't actually happened yet when this game came out. That was in 88. Uh, Don't ask me where the Winter Games have been held since then, uh, because I really have no idea. Alright. Winter Games was Epic's best-selling Commodore game as of late 87. Its sales had surpassed 250,000 copies by November of 89. In 1985... Zap64 gave 94% for the game, calling it another classic sports simulation from Epic. However, the NES and Famicom disc system versions were critically panned for unresponsive controls abysmal music and poor graphics. The video game critic said that the Olympic-style title is even better than summer games thanks to its bright, wintry conditions. The key to biathlon is moving your skier's legs to the beat of the heart displayed in the lower corner, which I didn't really try to do, but maybe I should have. Sooner is winter wonderland. Uh, on the downside, that event runs a bit too long. I totally agree. Uh, it does get repetitive. Speed skating is the only event that lets you go head-to-head with a friend. Ski jump is arguably the best of the bunch. I would have to agree. The final event is the bobsled, and there really isn't much to it. You basically just steer in the opposite direction of turns to prevent the sled from tipping over. There's no closing ceremonies to, close, to wrap things up. Uh... And that's a shame, because otherwise this is a stellar effort. I don't know if I'd say stellar. Although, like I said, it's a really good-looking game. The 1988 Winter Olympics were officially known as the 15th Olympic Winter Games. It occurred in Calgary, Canada between February 13th and 28th. Uh, The host city was selected 1981 over Fallon, Sweden, and Cortina de Ampezo, Italy. Most events took place in Calgary, while silver skiing events were held at the mountain resorts of uh, Nakiska and Canmore, west of the city. A then-record 57 nations competed, and 1,423 athletes participated. Canada again failed to win a gold medal in an official medal event as the host nation, as it, it did uh, when it hosted when Montreal hosted in '76. The Calgary Games were at the time one of the most expensive Olympics ever held, but the organizing committee turned record television and. sports sponsorship revenue into a net surplus that was used to maintain the facilities built for the Olympics and develop the Calgary region into the heart of Canada's elite winter sports program. The five purpose-built venues continue to be used in their original functions and have helped the country develop into one of the top nations in winter Olympics competition. Calgary more than quintupled the five medals it won won in Calgary at the 2010 Games, uh, which were the next winter Olympics hosted on Canadian soil in Vancouver. Calgary is the largest city to host the Winter Olympics, but the census of Greater Vancouver could also be considered the largest metropolitan area. Nonetheless, the title will soon be turned over to Beijing in 2022. So there you go. After the break, if the Olympics had an event for 40-something graying athletes with a bad shoulder and less of a competitive spirit and more of a general stench of having been defeated by life, then I'd be packing my leotard. Since they don't, I'll just wear it for podcasting. called biathlon. Biathlon? What's that? It's this sport where you ski, on uh, cross-country skis for a while, and then every once in a while you have to stop and pull out a rifle and shoot at a target, and then you ski some more, and whoever does this the fastest and hits the most targets wins the gold medal. And this is a real sport? Yeah, it's an actual Olympic event. has been for decades. They said no to bowling being an Olympic sport, right? Yes, yes they did. Huh. So yeah, I have told my Atari Winter's game, Winter Games cartridge that I want to play the biathlon for the field report today. I've already uh, listened to the opening ceremonies. I've already put in my name and what country I'm from for purposes of this game. I have told them that there are no other players because I'm a lonely, lonely podcaster. And now I am going to tell it that I want to play the biathlon event, not because this is a particularly great event to listen to in a field report. There's very little audio, um, actually with any of these, biathlon, speed skating, ski jump, bobsled. There's very little audio. I am awful at all of them. I have some reasonable competence, uh, relatively, with the ski jump and the bobsled, Uh, but I'm choosing Biathlon for this field report because it's long and tedious and not much happens and so it's easier to talk while I play. So here we go. Alright, so uh, first I'll say that the field looks great. Uh, it's a little disturbing because the first thing you have to do is ski across a bridge over a creek or a river or something. And there's snow all around except on a little bit of the underside of this bridge. Uh, which seems to give the impression that the bridge is not particularly safe i think this game would benefit a lot if there was a chance that you were going to fall through the bridge to your death while skiing across it but no you just have to get across so here we go All right. already i hate this game because the way you move your skis is to jiggle your joystick settle down get your minds out of the gutter uh... back and forth left and right that's how you move your guy and then he just stops moving on this downhill portion. Okay, there he goes again. It's also kind of disturbing. All right, we're moving now because on the bottom right of the screen it tells you what your character's pulse is. Is there a chance that if you go too fast, your like your heart's going to explode or something? All right, now we're going across that bridge again. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I have no complaints about how the game looks. Um, they put in a lot of details. There's a little cabin in the background, um, some mountains here in Calgary, of course, for this. they were in, This game came out in 85. Uh I guess they were anticipating the 1988 uh, Olympics in Calgary. And, of course, it's wintertime, so there's snow all around. All right, here's the first shooting portion. This little sight moves really fast. You got five targets you got to hit. It's almost impossible to know when to shoot, but here it goes. Oh yeah, I have to bolt open, push the joystick down to open the bolt, push it up to load the uh, the gun. Now I'm ready to fire. Hey, I hit it. Let's try another one. Nope. Load it. Nope. Nope. Now one more. time I played this game, ever, uh, which was like, you know, half an hour ago, I hit three out of five targets. So, you know, don't be too jealous or anything. Alright, ooh, we're moving now. Did I mention that I hate the controls? Just jiggling the joystick back and forth? And I'm using the crappy old 7800 joystick on top of that. I guess we can talk about the other games, um speed skating, I hate too, because it's the same kind of movement, this back and forth jostling the joystick. Ski jump, uh is kind of fun. Uh I was relatively good at that. You get points for distance and style on that one. And they help give you some clues at how your character's moving. So you know how to make how to adjust. Nope. I'm shooting again, by the way. Nope. 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 Yes, I got that one. One out of five. Um, what was I going to say? Bobsledding. Uh, it, it's a little weird. You don't have a whole lot of control over your sled. You're supposed to keep it from tipping over, basically. It's kind of a crapshoot whether you can move the joystick the right way to keep it from tipping or not. I feel like... I haven't really studied the reviews yet. But if the other reviewers of this game agree with me, this game is a lot of um, style over substance. Uh, I, I don't. I like the look of this game. I don't particularly like the gameplay, so forth. You know, I haven't spent a lot of time with it, though. I may change my mind later. But at this point, uh, I'm just not overly impressed. And with that, I think I will send it back to the studio for you know a hot toddy. Uh, I'm just leave my guy here on this hill uh, and say. Back to you in the studio. So here's the thing about Winter Games. If I paid more attention to some of those hints, like timing the uh, bobsled, like like timing the skiing movement to the heart rate and stuff like that, maybe I would do better on the games and enjoy it more, but as it is, I don't particularly like playing this game. I like looking at it, Uh, it looks really good, Uh, and I kinda like the ski jump part, but the other ones uh, don't do a whole lot for me, but that's okay. Because we're really just here for the story So, aging relic of a spy Steve Stetson is on the case Super spy Steve Stetson Barreled through the crowd of teenagers His mullet was on point But his cover was blown Maybe director Grimm was right He couldn't pass for 18 The henchmen pursuing him weren't buying the gray in his hair as feathering and highlights Stetson pulled the cassette tape from his pocket From the pocket of his members only jacket Shoved it into his headband Hey, guy, he shouted to the henchman. Don't worry, be happy. The Bobby McFerrin song played over the action as Stetson leaped from a conveniently placed veranda. Turns out he was higher up than he realized. No worry, as his parachute pants, with actual parachutes built in, smoothed his fall. Stetson landed on the moped parked below. He sped away. Well, moved at a moderate pace, anyway. In a hail of gunfire. He arrived at the rendezvous point. Director Grimm skipped the pleasantries, as was her habit, and held out her hand. Stetson handed her the cassette. She looked at it. Her frown deepened into a crevice. Funky, cold Medina? What's that? The new tone lokes, Stetson said. Won't even be out till next year. Idiot. Grim adjusted her fake fur hat and walked back to her helicopter. What? Are you into LL? You wanted something from Bigger and Defer? Calgary, Alberta, 1988, the Winter Olympics. Our man Stetson is in a bobsled outfit. Super tight that thing is. Oh yeah. The Slim Fast is working really well for him. Stetson scans the crowd of athletes in the bobsled training area. The Jamaican bobsled team is drawing a lot of attention this year. In Stetson's experience, those who draw a lot of attention to themselves must have something to hide. Hide in plain sight, that's Stetson's motto. Unless it's Michelle's backyard. The restraining order took care of that. Few people know there was a fifth member of the four-member Jamaican bobsled team. His name was Tommy, or maybe Ricky. Stetson was pretty sure it was one of those. No, it was Orville, Orville Bobsledder. Odd how his last name was the same as the name of his Olympic event. But who was Stetson to judge? Stetson spotted Orville Bobsledder enjoying a slushie on a bench off to a secluded side of the training area. Stetson sidled up to the bench, and sat next to a target. This would not be easy. These enemy operatives were trained to withstand almost anything. Stetson, though, would do whatever it took to make the man talk. Hey, man, Orville Slutter said. Hmm, that was easy, Stetson thought. The rooster crows at midnight, he said with a knowing wink. Slutter shrugged. Sometimes. Pretty tasty, though. Stetson's brain flooded with memories of his childhood pet, Mr. Cluck Cluck. His arm shot out and he gripped Bob Slitter by the neck. Alright, punk, he hissed he hissed. I'm looking for the bi athletes. What? Biathletes, you know, bi. That means two. Stetson got in Bob Slitter's face. And it also means double. They should be around here somewhere. They say these double athletes have the ability to ski and shoot at the same time. Stetson momentarily flashed on all the situations he could do two things at once. He could only think of three, and one of those was illegal in 18 states. Orville Bobsledder craned his head as much as he could with a super-spy's hand around his throat. Oh, the biathlon? He gurgled. They're over there. He gestured toward a big sign on the other side of the arena that said, Biathlon Training Area. Oh. Lucky for you, Stetson sneered. Next time, you won't be so lucky. Orville Bobsledder was on the next plane back to Jamaica. Stetson cautiously approached the biathlon training area, stealthily making his way over there. At one point, he sat behind an upright pair of skis. Thank heavens for the genetic anomaly that gave him a collapsible butt. He knew he'd have to be crafty. These biathletes would be standoffish. Hi, I'm Sarah. Stetson gripped the handle of the Walter PPK concealed behind his back. Shoot first, and ask questions. Or was it the other way around? Well, maybe one question. Are you a biathlete? You bet, Sarah said, holding up a small-bore bolt-action rifle and handful of ammo. Nailed it! Wait, is that a gun? Stetson swung out, but Sarah floored him with a roundhouse kick, threw him over her shoulder and drove him to a secluded airfield where Director Maddie Grimm was waiting with her chopper. Thanks, Agent Sarah, Maddie said. He's an idiot, Sarah said. I know. He was supposed to find a double agent, not a bi-athlete. Elsewhere, Orville Bobslitter knocked on the Rusty, but still standing, Iron Curtain. Once inside, he spilt the aki fruit and saltfish dish on all sorts of Canadian government secrets, such as they were. Back to the chopper, Stetson awoke just in time to hear Maddie say to Sarah, Good work. He grinned, Oh yeah. So, uh, can we all have sex now? And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Pinball Spring, Take a Chance, and this week, Killers and Volatile. Show notes are available at ataribytes.libson.com. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at AtariBytes or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. You can also, of course, check us out on Instagram. Atari Bytes is available pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, but make sure that you step up onto the iTunes podium to leave the show a review medal Bronze, silver, or gold is up to you. You can also support the show financially on our Patreon page if you are so inclined to do so. I don't think they take gold medals as currency, but there are many other options, so please consider doing that. And if you have time check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. Next time on Atari Bites. Our salute to the Winter Olympics continues and we're going to play bowling. Which, darn it, should be an Olympic sport. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. (laughs) No 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 i